ओम स्वस्तियस्तु विश्वस्वाखलप्रसीदताम धैयंतु भूतानी शिवं मिथो धिया मनस्चभद्रं भजतादधक्षजे आवेशतं नोमतिरपि अहितुकी ओम शांति 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 May the world be peaceful. May the wicked become gentle. May all the created beings think of mutual welfare. May their minds be occupied with what is auspicious. And may our hearts be immersed in the selfless love for the Lord. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Peace, peace, peace be unto us all. <coughs> Today, our topic we has been chosen as childlike simplicity. The beautiful song we heard at the beginning that gives the synopsis of what we are going to talk. <laughs> simplicity is very difficult. The word is very simple. It is always difficult to speak simple sentence. Complex sentence and compound sentence is easy to say, to write, but to say very simple sentence, it is, it is a special art. It needs a special knowledge. Sim in, in our life also, simplicity makes life so easy, even if we think about the day-to-day -day material living, the fight between our needs and wants, what we need, if we look at that side, then it is, it will be very simple. Not much is needed for our livelihood, day-to-day -day living, but what we want, that is making the life more complex. So simple living and simple God is simple. Most importantly, we are all seekers of truth. God realization is not possible without being simple. Complex mind all our scriptures will say, complexity is that which separates us from God. If mind is simple, one can see God here just now. Complex mind is that which has a crookedness, which has many calculations, and it is not straightforward. Ramakrishna has mentioned in many places that it is a blessing to be simple. And really, simplicity, even Ramakrishna said, simplicity is the result of long, austere living in other lives. Sri Ramakrishna emphasizes so much about simplicity that it is 
it has given so much emphasis that simplicity as if is the is equal to god realization god realization and simplicity or purity it is the same sri ramakrishna is talking in many places i have called many places from many places the is talking about by being guileless one can speedily realize god there are several kinds of people who do not attain divine knowledge first a man with a perverted mind that means it is bent in different directions he is not guileless second one who is very fastidious about outer purity third a doubting person so unless he says unless a man is guileless he cannot so easily have faith in god god is far far away from the mind steeped in the worldliness worldly intelligence creates many doubts and many forms of pride pride for learning wealth and the rest he is continuously emphasizing that it is only the crooked mind the worldliness creates the mind which is crooked it does not allow us to see thing very straight so he is saying that it is the perverted mind means which is which cannot look straight that type of mind can never realize god and only the guileless person can do that and doubting person also cannot see god and doubt comes so long the mind is not simple like a child ramakrishna gave example to the child mom says he is your brother bas they believe he has no question eh why he is my brother how is he my brother when did he come how did how did he did uh, what is the proof of it and who is the judge there to decide no argument mom says finish mom says he is your uncle bas mom said finish that is the simplicity doubt with a simple mind doubt goes away doubt free mind that is simple mind so so unless that's why again he suggests that unless one becomes guileless he cannot be easily the faith in god because god is far far away from the mind which is always thinking of the crookedness of life that means thinking of things which are non god that is the point we are talking about the highest level of simplicity but there are levels of simplicity we find in our life that we can talk about later on so as a man's faith increases so does his knowledge of god god cannot be realized without child like faith and ramakrishna continues the mother says to her child pointing to a boy he is your elder brother and the child at once believes that the boy is 100% his brother again the mother says that a boggy man lives in a certain room and the child believes 100% 
God bestows his grace on the devotee who has his faith of a child. God cannot be realized by the mind again steeped in worldliness. In, I have seen in scattered in the whole of the gospel, so many places is talking about the same repeated idea that simplicity and to make the life simple, to love God, it is the simplest, simple mind will run for God. There is no other way, but it can be hanging around in other things. He says that this is talking of Bijoy, of Brahma Samaj. Bijoy is really guileless. One cannot realize God without being guileless and liberal-minded. Another point. Guilelessness and liberal-mindedness come together. This is also another idea. Whenever one is really simple, his mind, it, it does not get compli complex and complicated, so that mind is a broader mind, open mind. So Sri Ramakrishna points out that also, the liberal-minded. And you will attain the priceless treasure when your mind will be free from this strain. And he gives this example. Why simplicity? Ramakrishna gave another uh, example that you cannot make a pot without first carefully preparing the clay. The pot will crack if the clay contains particles of sand or stone. If a mirror is covered with dirt, it won't reflect one's face. A man cannot realize his true self unless his heart is pure. He will find guilelessness wherever God incarnates himself as man. Nanda Ghos, that means the father of Krishna, Dasaratha, Rama's father, Vasudev is a foster father and real father. All of them were guileless. One cannot be guileless and liberal-minded without much tapasya or unless it is one's last birth. He's giving so much emphasis that God realization, not only that, if you find someone so guileless, you know that it is his or her last birth because not to come back again because mind is so clean, it will be able to grasp the truth of the divine. Sri Ramakrishna continues, uh, Niranjan, Swami Niranjan Ananda, one of his direct disciples, as a young boy, he says he is guileless. One can easily realize God if one is free from guile. Spiritual instructions produce quick results in a guileless heart. That is another important point what Ramakrishna has mentioned. A guileless mind is like a container which can contain the spiritual truth if it is given. Otherwise doubting mind, even you give the highest wisdom, you see that story remains like that. You know the Arjuna and Krishna they were talking and Krishna was so kind and he showed him the divine cosmic form. And when the cosmic form was shown, he was overwhelmed and he had his highest ex experience. 
and he said please forgive my friend i told you as my friend i know that you are god himself and he was overwhelmed and it was a transforming experience in his whole life and you also read that when you read that chapter of the bhagavad gita but now it was shown to the same divine form the cosmic form was shown to durjodhana whose mind is crooked <laughs> whose mind was always come uh, mane worldly that's why when the same cosmic form was shown to him he said that oh this is your oh krishna this is your magic and my wife can show much more magic than you you are showing me that was the response of our durjodhana so the doubting mind even doubting mind is such a mind even god comes and stands before us will doubt and it is not the fault of doubt doubt is because we are not simple of course simplicity it it we have to cultivate that by spiritual practice it does not come just by any easy means so he says that spiritual instructions produce quick result in a guileless heart that's why you find that many ramakrishna's children many children holy mother many people coming to holy mother swami brahmananda within short period even their householder they are very much hard pressed with their other duties holy mother's life we find that mother is appreciating oh she is progressing so much that because her mind is the simple mind what guru has said what i have heard that's true that will give me god realization this faith which spontaneously comes in a simple mind it is a artless mind that that is called the childlike simplicity so quickly it produces results such a heart is like well cultivated land from which all stones have been removed no sooner is the seed shown then it germinates the fruit also appears quickly that is the spiritual fruit spiritual tree which is potent in us with the when the ground is ready and you put the seed seed mantra that's why you call in our initiation our gurus give us seed mantra when that seed falls in a cultivated land heart here's the land is the heart pure heart instantly as it falls you have the experience some people look at that i was that time we talked about shankara shankara went to his guru gobindapada and shankara is such a pure simple heart and free from all worldly taint and attractions when he went and stood before his guru and guru told him thou art that and as soon as he heard this he went into samadhi it has been the same story when sri chaitanya had his sannyas in monastic vows he took it from his guru and when the guru after finishing all the rituals and all the paraphernalias of the monastic vows before the buddhas biraja homa when his guru told him thou art that 
and instantly he went into samadhi. This is the finest example, Ramakrishna, his guru Totapuri, when he just gave him the lesson, instantly, within such a short period, he went into samadhi. These are the three days, within three days, and and Totapuri was startled to say that, my God, it took 40 years for me to achieve this state, and you got it by three days. Because it is Ramakrishna so guileless, so simple, so artless. One story you remember in Ramakrishna's life. So one day he, he was putting his hand in a hole in, in the ground. Somebody asked, what are you doing, sir? Oh, I heard that there is a bite. Uh, one, one insect has bitten. So I have heard that if the insect bites again, it will, I will be free from all pain. So he's putting his hand in a hole, thinking that, that's by, that, that another insect will bite, and with that biting, it will be cured. Because he has heart somewhere. No doubt. How much are we will doubt? Before we go, we'll put 20 questions to doctor. <laughs> Even he gives something, we'll say, why this, why not, why this? <laughs> and we should be really aware of all these things. Hmm. But Ramakrishna's mind didn't work that way. These are the examples, highest example of simplicity, even in day-to-day -day living. So Sri Ramakrishna says that it is the ground is ready. When we are simple, we are ready for God-realization. God-realization does not come because, as he just mentioned, that we are not liberal-minded, we are not guileless, we have not much tapasya. Tapasya means austerity, meditation, practice, selfless work, whatever we do in spiritual life, we have not sufficient. That's why the mind does not catch the gleams of the divine. Even we heard from many of our brother monks, when they got the mantra, they felt all over the body a shivering charge, as it were, flowing through the whole body. But maybe another 10 people have got the same initiation from the same guru, they didn't feel it. What makes this different? Is it that uh, his guru is giving special to somebody and not less to somebody? It is the question is that who is ready, whose sensitivity has grown in spiritual uh, experience and to purity of the heart has come. So Sri Ramakrishna again says, one cannot be guileless without a great deal of spiritual discipline in previous births. If you find in this life someone is very simple and guileless, then you know that he has, he has much good karmas in the other life. Ramakrishna's mother, look at that. She didn't go to school. She didn't know how to write her, uh, even know, didn't read alphabets. But she used to see gods and goddesses like I am seeing you with open eyes. You read the life of Ramakrishna, you will find that when Ramakrishna's elder brother, he was a Brahmin, so he went in another village. And in a village, mother, very simple. Ah. Someone is coming, he is asking, she is asking, hey, did you see my son, Ramkumar? Are how he, she will know your son, Ramkumar? A stranger coming through the road, and just passing by their home, 
So she is going out and asking like that in this, in, uh, here in the Vedanta Terrace, if we go, anyone we going. And I say, oh, do you know our Ram? Where is Ram? Are <laughs> Did you see? Are what type of talk? We, don't, we are not that unintelligent people that will ask that thing. But she is, she is so simple, she didn't think at all the how that man, stranger, will know my son. Anyhow. And she was anxious, like a mother anxious for the child to see. And then after some time, he saw that, he saw that a, one god, one, I, Hindus have so many gods and goddesses, so one goddess riding over a swan is coming. And seeing that goddess, she is asking, Hey, hey mother, did you see my son? <laughs> Ram Kumar. She is worried about her son Ram Kumar. But questioning to a man, woman, stranger, or even a goddess coming, riding over a swan, and she is asking, did you see my son Ram Kumar? And it is two things come out of this. First of all, the simplicity of the heart. No question, how this person will know? I, even now I saw a form of goddess. Am I asking this mundane question? Nothing. Very simple. Whatever is there, very clean and uh, unperturbed, undisturbed mind. And that even seeing the gods and goddesses with open eyes. Suppose you get a little glimpse in your one day meditation. A little spark of light. What will be your condition or my condition? We'll jump in joy. Oh, I have so much. Huh? And now you see that goddess is coming in front and passing by a divine form. She's overwhelmed with seeing her. And then she's saying, ah, did you see my son? <laughs> As if it is nothing. It is a mundane affair. To see gods and goddesses are nothing. Mundane thing. So this is the, it, has, it is the outcome of the purity of the heart. That is called the simplicity of the heart. One cannot be guileless without a great deal of spiritual discipline in previous births. A hypocritical and calculating mind can never attain God. You see, strong word, can never attain God. <laughs> My God, that's why we don't get it. <laughs> we are struggling in different ways, but we are um, probably ignoring one side of our spiritual practice. God, uh, the worldly man, is hypocrite. Hypocrite. He cannot be guileless. He professes. Ramakrishna is sometimes very blunt. Uh, don't get hurt by this because he is simple. Again, he does not care who he is talking. But we are reading from the gospel, so we read these passages. The worldly man. Worldly man does not mean that who lives in the world. Worldly man, you have to understand, it's called Bishoyi, who have the worldly uh, objects and deep attachment for that. That is called worldly. Uh, don't think that you live in home means you are worldly or you are only the worst by person. It is not that. We also live in home. Uh, it's the same way. Uh, we live in our places. So he says the worldly man is hypocrite. He cannot be guileless. He professes to love God but he is attracted by worldly objects. He does not give God even a very small part of the love 
he feels for the worldly things, lust and gold. But he says he loves God. See how he's just pointing out to the right problem of our life. That you may say that I love God, but in my hidden agenda, I love so many things and may love God a little bit sometime or not. It is out of 100 units, maybe God may get one unit or not. But I say, I, I, I love God. <laughs> so that's why he says that it is he does not love God. And that's why he is talking to his one of his uh, uh, disciples or, or devoted uh, present there, Mani Mallik. He said, give up hypocrisy. <coughs> and then he asked that, hypocrisy about what? Then Ramakrishna said, regarding everything. Man as well as God. Don't be hypocrite to another person. Don't be hypocrite to God. It's a very difficult task, no? It is, these two words are very, um, very deep word if we want to understand and practice in our life. So now we find that Christ says in one place, according to Matthew, in 18th chapter, he says, And Jesus called a little child unto him in the midst of them, the people who were there. And he said, Christ said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever, therefore, humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So it is, see the emphasis. He's talk, asking a child and holding the child, saying to all of us, as it were, that except ye be converted and become as a little children. Very important point. We have to be converted. It is not the outer conversion from one religion to another religion, but conversion of our heart from a complex and complicated mind to the simplistic and most simple and honest and guileless, stainless state of mind. That is to be converted. And he says that he shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Stop. Finish. Unless you get converted. And that's why whosoever therefore humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So the parallels we can find in the Upanishads also about simplicity and this idea of simplicity and truth. So, we need to be a simple like a innocent child. That's why we look at that. You like, I don't know, in the world there is anybody who does not love an innocent child. He belongs to what caste, what ca country, what color, what race, what gender. It is not at all any question. Everyone loves 
a child. Why? Because it is so close to our divine nature. Apparently we find that that person is, that child is born in this family, that family. But it is not the point. The innocence, the purity, the love, the spontaneous joy which sparkles in the, ma in the face of a baby or a child. So that's why everyone, we are bound to love a child. And why we love? That is because of the innocence, because of the simplicity, the artlessness. He has nothing to hide. The child does not hide anything. Child does not get afraid of anything. If you come, come with a knife or a sword in hand, the child may be holding the sword like this, thinking it's a toy and may, may put into the mouth. Huh? Like a, anything to eat. So it is, sword is same as that of a candy to a child. Because child mind is not complicated yet. That's why we say we be like child-like, but not childish. These are the two important aspects of it. So here, we, the mind, because their mind is pure and clean, and there is no worldly impression which has polluted the mind. But the same child as we find when it grows, it develops so many complications. That's because the simple mind, when the child was in the state, it has not developed those complexities. We come with one baggage with us all the time. And that in Hindu philosophy we call it sangaskaras, the impressions. Like as we are born in mother's womb, the whole our baggage of angularities, our goodness, our everything, of lives and lives together in a seed form. It resides in that same unseen, unheard of that condition of the child in mother's womb. But more, what happens? We come with that and also when we are born, we gather more pollution over it. Contamination and pollution. So we are contaminated. We carry our own past bundle of impressions. In the child state, what happens? It is not congenial yet, and they have not manifested. But it is potentially there. That's why we find the five children born in the same environment have different tendencies. One may be very uh, joyful, cheerful. One may be very uh, crying and weeping. One may be very uh, loving to jump on anyone's uh, lap. Someone may be a little uh, reticent to do that. So different tendencies we find in the same environment. Two factors are important here. That one is that we are carrying our past Impressions which is not manifested in the state of childhood and we add more from the environment 
from the culture, from the family, and the friends where we are born. We collect that. That's why a boy or a girl born in a family of, say, yogi, what they do? From the early childhood, they learn the spiritual practices, the mantras, the chants, the meditation. Those become as, as, if, as if a part of their very life. So it is this external environment is helping. And in some places you know that you want to have your own meditation and spiritual practice in this age also. But environment is not always congenial. So we are coming with our own baggage, one thing, plus we are adding. So complex, one complexity is there, hidden. And as we grow uh, from our childhood to the youth to much more maturity, we add more complexities. So coming into the world, we only add more and more complex mental state is gathering from outside, inside, and making a very difficult state of our living. But the childhood state, because the external impact has not entered, mind is not registering those things, and this child is innocent, that has not developed yet. That's why there is a clean slate. That's why their manifestation of purity, so much purity and other things. So everything in nature, we look at, it is normally very simple. God is the simplest of simple. But according to Vedanta, you know, when maya or ignorance, or in Christian language, if you call sin, when is added, it becomes the world of multiplicity. A place of fear, of frustration, of death, and in between, little touch of little joy, little sprinkle of joy, and this side fear, that side fear, this side death, that side disease, all these in between little sp uh, sprinkling of joy, and that joy bringing again frustration. So this is uh, happening because we know that our divine nature, as we Vedanta always says, that our divine nature is pure and perfect, but only ignorance has come in between, or you call sin has come in between, or maya has come in between, or in simplistic language, our desires have crept in. And that is making me turbulent and making me run for things in the world, forgetting our simplistic nature, which is full of joy. We know that pure gold, you cannot make any ornament out of it. Anything pure is very soft. Ramakrishna says, the potatoes and vegetables, when they are very cooked, they become very soft. So a person, complicated person like us, when we will be perfected by our spiritual practice or God's grace, become simple like that, it will be soft like that. That's why you find the saints and sages of all religions are so soft, so kind. Their heart melts with the suffering of anyone in the universe. Forget about that 
which country, which color, which, which person who rich, poor, this, that, it is immaterial to them because they have become softened. And softened is a purity, sign of purity. Aluminium, moxide, uh, when it is found in the, uh, under the, as a ore, you know, to find the aluminium, what they do? They put into the blast furnace and all the impurities to dry out. It's a very rigorous process. If I had been the lump of ore and someone put me into the blast furnace, what will be my condition? We'll cry and we'll say, hey, God is so unkind. And why me suffering, not the other person? But to make it simplify, to make it simple, to make it pure, that is the way we go through the experiences of life. But truth is very simple. Truth is always full of joy. Truth is always illumining. It brings light. It brings wisdom. It brings inner peace and solidarity. So that pure gold, we are all pure gold, but alloy has been added. Otherwise, you don't get an ornament. You may love gold, pure gold, but that is not usable. That's the point. We are stainless, but that is not usable. We want to use it for our eating, sleeping, fighting, anger, frustration, jealousy. We need some alloy. And we have put sufficient alloy now, we are trying to get out of these alloys now. That is our spiritual life. So, so there are many paths of reaching that point that truth remains the same, whether you take Vedantic principle or you talk about dualistic principle. It is the truth of the matter is that we are pure, essentially pure. We are childlike simple, but childlike simple cannot function anywhere. Child does not do anything. What he does? He only takes away the time of everyone, the whole family. <laughs> Swami Vivekananda said the child is, is the king or queen of the house. He or she takes attention of everyone. Oh, he is sick. Everyone is uh, running after him. Oh, he is crying. Oh, run. Oh, he is smiling. Everyone is running. So it is all, <laughs> the whole center is focused. Eh? And he is or she is a focus, but he is not like us. To be in the center of focus, we must have to take many, many uh, right or wrong means. You have to go to the newspaper, you have to do something higher, you have to beat your drum, you have to get your YouTube uh, projection so that thousand people are watching, or you have your something. So you have to project that way. But the child is so innocent, look at that. He does not do anything, but because of his simplicity, the whole attraction runs after that child. Uh, he, he or she is not saying, oh, oh look at me. Uh, he is not saying anything. Whatever the baby is crying, everyone is worried. Baby is smiling, everyone is smiling, as if everyone is a puppet in the hand of that simplistic child. Also, this, this same thing happens 
with their simplistic child like the Buddhas and Ramas and Krishnas. Huh? They, they, are, they are the light of the universe. They radiate that and they attract us and they keep us in, in perfection. So it is the point is that our real nature is stainless nature, Brahman nature, Atman nature is ever free but alloy of ignorance of the three gunas have entered and that has created different names and forms as exactly the same example like that it is the gold pure gold is not creating any ornament you want any name and form out of that gold you put some alloy so alloy have been put but anyhow that is a past story but to come out of that is the practice to be like a child. So we find that Swami Vivekananda in his beautiful poem, A Song of Creation, he has mentioned the beautiful idea, this, this idea, that how this stainless nature of our, our stainless truth has become so manifold. He says, one mass devoid of form, name and color, timeless, devoid of time, past and future, spaceless, voiceless, boundless, devoid of all, where rests hushed even speech of negation. From thence down flowed the river, causal river, wearing the form of desire radiant. Its heaving waters angrily roaring, the constant roar, I am, I am, I am. In the ocean of desire, limitless, appearing, shining waves, countless, infinite. Oh, of what power manifold they are, of what forms myriad, of what repose, of what movements varied, who can reckon? Millions of moons, millions of suns taking their birth in that very ocean, rushing headlong with din tumultuous, overpass the whole firmament, drowning the point of heaven in light effulgent. In it arise and reside what beings quick with life, dull and lifeless, unnumbered, and pleasure and pain, disease, birth and death. That is the way the creation has come. One stainless, which is beyond time-space causation, uh, therefrom came the causal universe. How it came? By desire. So through the path of desire we have come here. Through the path of desire, Rabindranath Tagore says, uh, there are infinite numbers of desires are uh, jumping in my heart. And that is taking me away from you. Oh Lord, please stop those so that I can concentrate on you. So here, it is the same idea that one mass, infinite mass of consciousness, and then it came down. So childlike simplicity is the essence of our very being, and that was there. Only our, in ignorance, we desired, and that desire has accumulated into our impression of the mind, and that, that impression, is going on and that is creating the complexity out of simple reality of our very being. This complexity appears 
so good and attractive, but for a few days, <laughs> urge comes to go back to our innate peace and our stainless, simple, divine nature. We call it God. We may call it Brahman, Atman, Allah, or Nirvana. The way home is to become like an innocent child, not to be childish, but become childlike. Child's mind, what are the characteristics we want to cultivate? Child's mind is clean, as a clean slate. Believes whatever mom or dad teaches. Child totally surrenders to mom. Anything happens, her duty is, his duty is done. If he says, I told mom, two children fight sometimes, you have watched. And then the, at the end of the fighting, he says, I will tell my mom, as if mom is the high court. <laughs> and there is nothing higher than powerful than that, and that of mother. That faith he has. And it's true, one word, the, did you ever hear that child, a baby, is uh, sleepless because of anxiety? Is there any anxiety in the mind of a baby? It cannot be. So that is the, they have fully surrendered to mother and knows whatever happens, ma, mother will take care. Does not reason much, but trust, the trustworthy mother. Looks at the mother in joy and in sorrow, in suffering. Does not know good or bad, friend or enemy, nectar or poison. You give two cups, poison and nectar. Baby, it is the same for him. He will gulp anything the baby gets it. So that, these are the characteristics of a child. So being this type of characteristic which is expected, we need to be childlike simple, but not ignorant like a child, like an immature person. That is the difference we want. The qualities of a child, but a maturity of a man of knowledge and wisdom. These are the important points to note. We want to be childlike, take the childlike simplicity, childlike dependence, childlike freedom from all fear, freedom from all anxiety, freedom from all types of tensions which disturbs our mental peace. That should be taken, but not like an ignorant child. It is, we should be matured, knowing fully well that God is there to take care of me. So that is the practice for our life. So Sri Ramakrishna talks about this guilelessness, non-hypocritical nature, and his prescription. What is the prescription? In the whole of gospel, you will find all the prescriptions given, what to do. But we can, all the quotations I have read already, we can use these few suggestions from there. Give up the worldly attachment. Be in the world, but give up the worldly attachment. Worldly thoughts bring hypocrisy. One cannot reach God unless one is artless, guideless, liberal-minded, and non-calculating. So give up those tendencies of non-calculating -calcula tendency or that type of 
complex, complex, complex thinking. One cannot be simple without much austerity in previous birth as it is so. So we must have to do little austerity to become very simple or artless. To practice is not an easy thing in this life. We will have to pay much price for it. If you want to be very simple, you may be cheated. You may have to pay great price for it. But what is greater price? For God realization, no price is greater price. So one can easily grasp the spiritual teachings. That's why this is necessary. Sri Ramakrishna gave an example. There was a, an weaver. He talks about in different uh, stories. A weaver was, that was a hot summer and he couldn't sleep. So he was resting in his outside courtyard. And suddenly at the midnight, a group of burglars, they collected so many materials from some home and they, were, they could not carry. And they saw that this guy is sitting outside and he's a weaver. Is a devoted weaver. So he was calling upon God's name and just restlessly uh, lying down in the courtyard uh, in a bench or cot. And then these uh, burglars came and caught hold of this guy and said, hey, carry, carry all this load. So he put all this heavy load on the guy and make him walk. So he was going and suddenly uh, police people came. And suddenly, all, all the culprits ran away, and he was caught. And then he was caught, and then he was taken to the jail. He was in the jail. And next day, he was, he was presented to the judge. And judge, is, judge said, what happened? Why do you get this? Why did you steal all these things? He said, sir, by Lord's grace, I went to bed. But by God's grace, it was hot summer. <laughs> by God's grace, I could not stay in the room. So I came out in the courtyard. By God's grace, a group of decoits were going with stealing so many things. By God's grace, they came and grabbed me. <laughs> and they, by God's grace, they put all the load on me. And by God's grace, I was following them. And by God's grace, what happened? This police appeared and these people ran away. By God's grace, I was caught. By God's grace, I was put to jail yesterday. <laughs> By God's grace, I am here <laughs> before you, sir. This is the story. <laughs> the judge understood it is a very, very simple guy. <laughs> so he released him. Ramakrishna's story is that we are caught into the trap of this life. Be free like that and think everything happening for God's will to surrender there, to depend on that and be free mentally. Don't keep any tension. The, the, the weaver man didn't cry and weep because he was caught into the jail, because he was put so much load on his head. In life we go through such odd situations. But the point is that childlike simplicity, God is there and God has put me into this. God is taking me to jail. God has brought me to the court and I am now to say he has asked so I am saying what is the truth so this is the one Sri Ramakrishna suggestion and 
Sri Ramakrishna, we find that the pure heart always uh, gets the vision of God. When you see, they remember the uh, who were the who saw Christ's resurrection first, Mary Magdalene and Ma Mary, because of their simplicity. And outwardly, their life was not good. Mary Magdalene was not appreciated by the society. But look at that. Christ resurrected, and that resurrection was seen by that lady. There is a purity in the heart. That is the point. Childlike simplicity is the question. Uh, one story is there, one unlettered man, he does not know a single word of Sanskrit. He was sitting, and someone is reading the Bhagavad Gita. And the Sanskrit, Sanskrit, when it was going on, and the man is very devotedly sitting there and listening to that reading of the Gita. And he was profusely crying. Then he was asked, hey, what is the matter going on? Do you know what is he is reading? He said, no, I don't know anything. And I don't know any single word of the Sanskrit. Then why are you weeping? <laughs> He's a guileless man. So he said, I do not know what the Sanskrit meaning is. But what is, I am seeing Lord Krishna standing and Arjuna is sitting there. Arjuna is depressed and Krishna is sitting there and giving all this instruction. I see Krishna and Arjuna palpably in my vision. See the point. This is called the guilelessness. There are enough examples. Eh? As we said about Christ talking about the child, and I like that simplicity. So we also saw in our life uh, great sadhus who are in our order, were full of wisdom, at the same time simple, like a child. Uh, you can befool them at any time with things, but if they understand that you have befooled, <laughs> then you will have a hard time. <laughs> so that's why they're simple. Simple means whatever you say, they will believe. But there is one Swami, he was the principal of our college, uh, or uh, honors college there. First college, what is called Vivekananda University's college. So <laughs> he was such a simple, he will go to the trustee board of meeting and then come out and very secret talk is going on in trustee board running the whole Ramakrishna order of the world. He will come and some of the naughty other young brahmacharis or sadhus will go and say, Yes, Maharaj, what, what, what they talked about this, that, and he will be just outspoken and say everything. And then when the message come out, then General Secretary called, Swami, did you say all these things? Oh, yes, yes, I said, but I didn't understand that they came and asked me, so I said everything. So they are so, they are, they are in one sense, they are so important in administration. In another sense, they are so simple. There is guilelessness, that is there. Well, many examples we can find in our life. My, so that is the point that purity and guilelessness, when it comes, our mind becomes free from complexities and that, comp that pure mind will be always tuned to God consciousness. Raja Yoga practice or practice of this Vedanta practice, Neti Neti, or the, in a devotional practice of pure devotion and pure love and devotion, or the selfless activity, whatever people are doing, are all the various ways to become only simple, to become pure, uh, to free our mind from the alloys and complexities. 
then God realization becomes spontaneous and natural. Effort is not necessary there, but our effort is now to be simple in our words, thoughts, and action. Uh, we should be always alert. Am I putting a one layer of more alloy, adding some more alloy, or I am taking out little bit out of the alloys? So it is, it is the question that we must have to be childlike. We pray to God, depend on God, trust in God for every solution. Like a child prays, depends, trusts on mother for everything. Child feels relaxed when he conveys his anxiety or anything to mother. We never hear that child spends, that is the night full of anxiety and worries. So in our life, we, have, we can do these things. And I will end with some few quotes, very beautiful quotations. It is said that nothing is more simple than greatness. Indeed, to be simple is to be great. Simplicity is the bondage, that is Emerson said. Simplicity is the bondage of badge, sorry. Simplicity is the badge of genius. Simplicity is the badge of distinction. Simplicity, simplicity, simplicity. I say, let your affairs be as two or three, and not a hundred or a thousand, instead of a million. Count half a dozen and keep your accounts on your thumbnail, Thoreau said. Simplicity is making the journey of this life with just a baggage enough. That is Charles Warner. Life is not complex. I like this quotation very much. Life is not complex. We are complex. Life is simple. And the simple thing is the right thing. Your life is what you make it. Your life can be simple if you set it up with simplicity as goal. It will take courage to cut away from the thousands and one hundred hindrances that make the life complex. But it can be done. If we can follow this principle that we need to be simple in our day-to-day -day behavior, in our day-to-day -day needs, in our day-to-day -day uses of the materials what we use, we can be much simpler. Suppose if we think how much I need, very question comes, then you will see you don't need much. How many dresses we need? How many uh, shoes we need? How many, how many houses we need? How much food we need? And how much is our television teaches us to purchase. <laughs> uh, so this is the question, how we can reduce and make our life simple. Simple living, less worries. If you keep 100 clothing, nothing, no problem. You have to take care of that, you have to iron that, you have to pay money for that, uh, preserve it nicely. So everything added, added, added is only additional complexity. So let us be very simple and ultimately for God realization, simple heart, thinking of God, that is the simple. God is simple, thinking of God and living with God and in the thought of God. That should be our most important effort. Okay, we pray for that type of simplicity in your life. Thank you.